My name is Joanne Averson, and this is the podcast, Pain Removed, Performance Improved. Today I wanted to talk about what we mean by fascia as binding. And in many ways, fascia as binding is not a terribly useful thing. Because binding what? What do we mean by bound? Well, we get in a pickle with this if we stick to the idea that fascia is a thing. You're in dead trouble if you think it's a thing. And we also get into a pickle with some things like I heard on Instagram recently, fascia is essentially not living tissue. Seriously? Blew my brains. And what I want to do is offer you an idea that will help. So we're going to go to the kitchen and we're going to imagine jelly or jello. Now, basically, jelly or jello is a perfect example of highly bound water. So it's actually 98% water. Yet when you pour it as a liquid and you stir 2% protein through it, it sets into a shape, i.e. the shape of the container that you put it in, that can hold itself up in space after a period of time has elapsed, after the right temperature is acquired or reached. And then you can take the mould away And it holds itself up in space. So you can make water stand up pretty much in jello. 98% water, 2% protein. Isn't that amazing? So you just get this little powder protein in a sachet and you put it in water at the right temperature. You put that in a container. You cool it, change its temperature. And all of those aspects, those assets, if you like, temperature, temporality, stirring, protein, distribution through the water, all those elements come together in a certain way with certain order, certain organisation and that water can stand up on its own. Well, first of all, that's incredible. Think about it. Second thing that's absolutely incredible is that you can cut that jello or jelly or smush it Have you ever seen a kid at a party with jelly between its fingers? Oh my God, they're in heaven. And they can squish it into a million pieces, but not one of them will leak water. So let's just think about that. It's 98% water, 2% protein, such small amounts of protein granules that you can't even see them. You can see the colour that was put into it, but you can't see the protein. And yet, the reason you can see the water standing up on its own is only because, only because of that protein. Because if you had that jug of water without that protein in it, and you put that in the same refrigeration at the same temperature and you did the same sequence, when you turn that mould upside down, that water will not be contained. It will take up the shape of the floor or the worktop. You know what I'm saying? So... This doesn't leak. 
98% water standing up. You can cut it in half or quarters, squish it through your fingers, push it through a sieve or a colander, and it will not leak. Just think about that. And now, think about the human body or a flower that you pick. That flower, like your human body, is a very high percentage of water, obviously depending on the type of flower it is or, or I don't know, a stick of celery if you pull it out of the ground or the human body, up in the 70s, 80s percent water. And yet, When you pick that flower, when you cut yourself, I know some blood leaks out, but essentially, if you take meat from the butcher and put it through a mincer, you do not get water leaking out of it. I'll just make a caveat. Sometimes meat is pumped with salt water and you do get some water, particularly when you heat it, but that's not original water. That's been added, unbound. So what we're talking about here is that water combined to protein. In fact, it binds without protein. But when it binds with protein, it has very specific configurations. And this is really part of the deeper mystery of the paradox that you have to get your head around if you want to understand fascia and how it supports improving human performance and removing pain. Because a lot of it has to do with the amount of fluid in the tissues. If there's insufficient and there's dehydration, if there's an injury that leads to sheer forces coming into the system, then the communication between the bindings of the water and the water through the bindings is damaged. We call it inflammation in some instances, or we call it pathology. But if we don't get the water balance right and the manner in which that water is bound in our systems and distributed and managed, we can be in deep trouble because we don't understand how it works, why it's so important. And it's not just about drinking water. I don't know if you've ever seen a plant that's completely dehydrated. You know, one of those house plants and it's got dehydrated and you really desperately needed to water it. And you think, oh my God, I forgot to water the, whatever it was, the yucca or the rubber plant or the money tree or whatever it is. And you rush to the tap and you, you, or you, you get a jug of water and you pour it in and it comes straight out the bottom of the pot. Straight out. Because that water is bound in a different way to the earthbound nature of the soil in the pot that the plant has a very specific relationship with, very specific filtering system in order to actually absorb that water. So we're similar. If we drink gallons and gallons and gallons of water, we can overload our kidneys and not actually absorb it into our tissues. So the balance of fluid in the system is a structural issue to some extent. Because if our tissue isn't supple and flexible, if it's stagnant and stuck in sedentary um, positions, 
it can cause problems. And some of us don't have a choice about that. I know that. It can cause problems that are actually structural and then cause it to be an issue of fluid transfer. Because the bound water in nature is a very different nature to the running water that comes out of a tap or a faucet. They both have different kinds of surface tensions, but they both form very different forms of liquid crystals. And what we're working with here is what's called the fourth phase of water, as dubbed by Gerald Polak. And there's masses of research around it, particularly my recommendation is Mei Wan Ho, who includes Gerald Polak's work in her presentations. But when we understand how the fascial matrix is not only part of the protein that binds the fluid, but it is also structurally the binding fabric that acts as the filtration system, we start to have the magic of structural integrity that all you structural integrators out there know about, because that's what we're trained in. That's what is the the foundation of the bodywork that we do and the movement that we do that animates this movement of fluid through the fascial system, but without damaging the actual subtle structure of the filters themselves. So this isn't an invitation to just rush out there and get yourself a roller with spikes on it and spike into that tissue to get that fluid moving. Personally, don't recommend it. I have two very dear friends in the world. One of them is Jill Miller and one of them is Sue Hitzman. And each of them have a beautiful approach to working with fluid motion through the tissues. Melt method is Sue Hitzman. And yoga tune-up is Jill Miller. And they have different approaches. They're stunning. And those of you who are yoga teachers will love Jill's take on all aspects of yoga. But you don't have to be a yoga teacher to be taking on the importance of keeping fluid moving through the fascial system to remove pain and improve performance. It's absolutely beautiful work. And I hope in the near future we will have Jill Miller and Sue Hitzman on pain removed, performance improved. So stay healthy, stay close, stay safe. And love and light to all of you. God bless.